three dudes, one movie, one giant years. cock. It's time oh, to go. Oh boy! Right out of the <laughs> right out of the gate, he's ruining the intro. <laughs> the show. I'm your milkshake. I drink it up. Get away from her, you bitch! Boy, that escalated quickly. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I am all out of kick ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Dan giant pack of bubblegum. This is a boring movie, just a man oh, chewing gum for 90 minutes. He, he just walks out of the bank. And Robert Peck. Robert, they just said your name, buddy. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That's the end of the intro, Robert. <laughs> ah, hello, everyone. <laughs> Nothing has been fixed. <laughs> Nothing's been fixed, guys. Uh, damn it! Uh, <laughs> so we're still having the same audio issue we had last time, which means that Robert cannot hear any of the audio cues that are not me or Danny talking. So, you know, we're, we're you know nudging him along, helping him understand where the bits are. Yeah, I appreciate the help, guys. <laughs> but, oh, I should do. Welcome, everybody uh, listening. Another episode of uh, Back to the Show. Uh, welcome. Happy to have you. So glad you're here to listen. Thanks for having me, Jonas. Yeah, that's Maybe. great. We got our for the twenty fifth time. We got our two co host We got our two guest hosts. <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> a! Somebody's getting a big head over here. I got downgraded. <laughs> uh, this is Jonas with my two sidekicks, Dano and Robert. <laughs> oh, fuck you, bastard! <laughs> I want you guys to know that I don't feel that way at all. You guys are an equal part of the show. It was just a joke. Oh, thank you. Except I feel like that Dano thing is going to stick for a while. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Dano! Hey, Dano! We need to change the the opening. And here are your hosts, Dano Widener. Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh boy, well, it's going to be around for a long time, so get used to it. Uh, guys, uh, this week, uh, what's the movie we're doing? Someone want to tee it up? Grease 2, baby! Oh, for God's sake. So, smash cut opening. We're in front of the high school, right? And it's, want to go back, back, back to school again. Whoa, whoa, I gotta go back to school. Yeah, so anyway, good opening, dance scenes, everything, a uh, little choreographed number, um, and then boom, we meet Michelle Pfeiffer, pink lady, leader of the pink ladies. Uh, let's see, we got Danny, oh, Danny's not on. in this, oh, but there's like, a, there's like a generic, you know, knockoff Travolta guy. Who's His the leader. Danny? No, no, I, I forget, I actually don't remember his name, I didn't write it down, uh, let me look at my notes, hold on. He doesn't remember. It's not. That's how important. <laughs> you took a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, guys, I got to tell you, uh, and I'm not kidding about this. Even just listening to Robert for four minutes, do agrees too was enough for me. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even get to the best part. So. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is kind of talking about, uh, I think, the guy she wants, right? And who does she need? She needs a cool writer. A cool, 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 cool writer. And if he's cool enough, 
He could sake. burn her through and through, I oh, think she says. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Surviving yeah, like, the got, game. Wait, it's, I don't want to like get too caught up in the grease too thing, but burn her through and through? I think that's what it says. Yikes. I need a cool No, nope, no, no. Rider. That's not necessary. That's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's cool enough, you nope. burn me nope, through nope, and nope. through. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. All right. Sorry. All right. Listen. That God. movie fucks. Oh. <laughs> that movie fucks hard, bro. It fucks, apparently, it fucks with some kind of VD, though, if it's going to burn people through and through, for God's sake. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, we've lost everybody, so great stuff. I know. <laughs> Guys, all right. Listen. Surviving the game, right? Yes. That's, that's what we watched. Surviving the game, 1994. It's listed on IMDb as a action thriller. We can talk about whether or not that's accurate in a minute. But mm. uh, Surviving the Game, 1994, starring Ice-T, mm-hmm. um, directed by uh, Ernest R. Uh, Dickerson, who had directed a few other things. Before that, he went on to direct a few other things afterwards, but, you know, not didn't exactly you know, light the world on fire. Anything but, worth mentioning? I believe he did that Tales from the Crypt movie. Uh, he did Demon Knight after this. So he did uh, Juice, which I did see at some point, but I don't remember. Surviving the Game, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, so hmm. anyways, uh, right. Surviving the Game, 1994, Ernest R. Dickerson stars Ice-T, stars Gary Busey. Uh, Buddy. Stars, oh my God, Buse. that guy. Amazing. Uh, Rutger Howard, Charles S. Dutton, F. Murray Abraham, John C. McGinley. Guys, this is star studded. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. Me too. I was. I was like, whoa. There's quite a bunch of heavy hitters here. This uh, movie came out the same year, or very close to another one. I think we might have mentioned here called Hard Target, which is another movie with a very similar premise about rich people hunting homeless people. Yeah, that's right. Huh? Wait, is that the uh, Van Damme movie? Yeah. Yep. That's uh, John, right. John yeah. Wu. John Woo directed it. And and that's the one where he has a mullet, right? Yeah. <laughs> like in, from the Bayou. He's <laughs> yeah, he's got a mullet. All right. Holy oh shit, wow, he does. Who yeah. pulled that trigger? Who said that? Oh, <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> well, he's a Bayou boy, oh, right? Man. So it was 1994, guys. Long hair was in. <clears throat> yeah. This movie, by the way, is loosely based on the short story from 1924 entitled The Most Dangerous Game, right? Uh, which mm-hmm. was uh, written by a guy named Richard Connell. So, you know, heady source material. I remember that. That was like English class reading. I'm going to – I haven't read the book, but I'm going to say they failed miserably bringing that book to life. Oh, I, this I is going to surprise. It's going to surprise oh. you, but uh, it's actually a word for word from the text, the original text. <laughs> no <laughs> fucking way! Yeah, it's real. It's a true. Story. You're such You're a, a liar. liar. <laughs> for a second there, I was like, no way. <laughs> Uh, oh, actually, man. yeah, it's written in 1924. It was pretty racy to write. I'm gonna blow your motherfucking head off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's roll into it then, right? Should we get okay. into it? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we start off the movie, and we're in. This is the first, you know, three to four hours of the movie is meeting 
Ice T yeah. and Hank, his 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 old timey buddy. Ice T uh, is homeless. Ice T is homeless. We meet Hank, his homeless uh, buddy. They're obviously like a little bit of an odd couple. They're friends. Mm-hmm. Hank's an older guy. We meet Ice T. Uh, he has a dog that gets hit by a car. And the cabbie then demands money for hitting a dog. Right. For what? Well, the, the lady he was uh, transferring uh, refused to pay the $60. Oh. Oh, because he got in an accident. Because he got in an accident and he stopped and she's like, ah. fuck this, I'm out of here. She bails and the cabbie's like, well, someone's got to pay me. <laughs> and, and then fucking Ice T's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm homeless. I got your motherfucking $60. And then he punches him. Uh-huh. The fucking cabbie just escalates that situation dramatically. So quickly. <laughs> Cabbie's just violent <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Super violent. And But I did kind of like that he punched uh, Ice T and Ice T's like, are you finished? I thought that was really <laughs> kind of way to like pull the wind out of someone's sails who thinks they're a badass for punching you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so yes, the cabbie fights him or he whatever. The, and and Cole Charles S. Dutton's character sees this. We see that he starts to see. He's kind of following Ice T, right? And, and watching him, assessing him. Obviously, anyways, there's a lot of stuff that happens here. And I'll be the first to say, A, I did not remember that this was part of the film at all. And also, it went on for a long time. Yeah. Like a long time. But I will say this. Charles S. Dutton. That guy. Remember when that guy was everywhere? That guy. Rock, kicks right? Rock, Rock. Yes. The, yeah. the, the sitcom. Yeah. Like, that guy is great. And it's a shame that uh, we don't see more of him now because he was like everywhere back then. Yeah. I will yeah, say he. Good. He plays the same character in every single movie, but ah, it, it's an entertaining in this character. Movie, in this movie, though, he's he. I feel like they flipped the script, which I have a note that I liked. Is I feel like you're right. He always plays like the good guy, and so I feel like it was a pretty clever bit of casting to have him come in and be like, "I'm Charles S. Dutton. You know me. I'm like the the most honorable good dude in media," and then. He turns out being like he's basically like the worst motherfucker of the bunch, which I thought was I like that. I thought it was pretty cool that they right, set but him he's up still like he's cool. He's still delivering every other character he's ever done. Like watch Alien Three. He's in Alien Three, and this exact same character, the way he delivers, and he's he's loud and he's in charge. And I mean, it's I mean, he does have a wheelhouse. You're right that he's in right. Like you're, but I but I do like that the movie. I don't think I can think of another movie where he's like straight up the bad guy this way. But I don't know. I didn't really research it, so who gives a shit? You know. No, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I, I'll watch that guy in anything and still love him in every performance. I'm just saying it's you know same same performance. You're right. I mean, it is. He's giving. He's given us the Charles Dutton treatment. You know? At least give this guy like a limp. You know, or something. <laughs> right. a lisp. Oh, he a had lisp. a big limp. He had a big limp at the end there. <laughs> oh, oh boy, for sure. Uh, okay, Hank uh, die. I'm just gonna. I don't know if you guys have a lot of notes during this first, Tons. literally the first thirty minutes of the film. There's like twenty people stopped when he hits the dog. Every, it's That's like a, it's a giant like scene, like where everyone comes out of the <laughs> shops, like everyone comes down from their apartment. It's, it's a very chaotic scene for hitting a dog. Also, there's so much blood on the front of that towel. Oh man, I know. Oh, dude, it was everywhere. God, it's it's everywhere. brutal. It's like 
dog just exploded like a water balloon. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I realized? I realized that if that fucking dog hadn't run out into the street and gone hit, none of this would have happened. Oh, wow. Isn't that deep? The fucking dog's fault. The dog was in on it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) The dog was trained. That dog oh, was trained God. to find a homeless guy. <laughs> Time for another edition of Everyone's Got This in Their Plan by Danny Widener. <laughs> Dano Widener. <laughs> Time for another edition of Dano's Conspiracos. <laughs> so then he buries the dog. Yep. And old man Hank. Hank was like, You got it. Do you have to bury him that deep? And Ice-T responds, I hope someone digs this deep for me when I'm gone. Mm -hmm. He was standing in a hole that was like barely to his knees. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like a foot and a half. (laughs) He like tries to bury the dog, but it's like not deep enough. So he just like pats the top of it. (laughs) It's it's paws like hanging out there. Right, exactly. (laughs) And And then Hank dies. He does. And he buries him next to the dog in the same field or right. abandoned lot. Yeah. I don't know. That seemed a bit. Did he though? Drastic. Yeah, he, he buries him right next to him, which is, you know, arguably oh, illegal. illegal. It's illegal. But no <laughs> Not arguably. I think that is definitely it is, illegal. It is illegal. I mean, burying the dog might even be illegal, but you know, whatever. Um, There's also, by the way, and I don't know, I'm, I wonder if Danny has a note about this because usually Danny's on top of the music. The the, oh, the wow. music is like oh fuck. From like, like from like, big yeah uh, yeah Br- <laughs> my wife while we're watching she goes did they like steal the score from like Milo and Otis it's like <laughs> yeah it's like, a, it's like a it's like a playful jaunty kind of two yeah. scamps trying to yeah. like eke out a living as a couple of mismatched hobos and like the intro music was like uh like an episode of silk stockings or something <laughs> <laughs> this weird like hard-boiled oh. detective-y i don't know it was very weird Robert, that was a, Robert, that was a sick pull, by the way, just now. <laughs> that was a sick fucking pull. Silk that, was a, that was a silk pull. Oh, <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh. Really? That was amazing, by the way. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, yeah, really, really weird music. Right. So Hank dies. Cole and Ice-T meet each other, mm-hmm. and he offers him a job, and then Ice-T takes it. Or I guess he accepts to go meet with Burns. And that's when we right. meet Rutger Hauer. And I, uh, what do I have a note here about? I have a couple notes about this. What did you, you guys have any thoughts on on this stuff? Yeah, when, uh, is it Burns? Is that his name? Charles D- Dutton? No, no, he's Cole. No. And then Cole. Rutger Hauer okay. is Burns. So Cole like shows up and uh, gives Ice-T some clothes. And Ice-T, for some reason, is really upset. And his quote is, how the fuck would you know what fits me? <laughs> oh, right. no. So you moved to the, you're right. So this is the bit the, the where Burns goes to the hotel room, right? And brings yeah. Him the yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I thought that we were yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just, uh, before we get to that, although that's a very good okay. note, I just uh-huh. wanted, I wanted to see if anybody had any notes about the treadmill. That was weird. I didn't like no. the whole scene was weird, right? He's clipping his fingernails yeah. while talking to him, which was just off putting and like, gross. I guess. 
yeah, just kind of gross. Like, dude, come on, handle that shit later. Like, we're talking here. And then Ice-T goes, what is this? One of those running machine thingies or something like that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's never it, seen a treadmill before. Yeah. He doesn't know what they're, up, one, what one they're of those, all about. One of those running machine thingies hooked me up to that. And then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that was about it. It just was a weird scene. I do think that I do think that Burns had like a few too many eccentricities, like you say. Like he's like got crazy hair and a beard. He's like got the nail clippers thing, and then he comes back from the treadmill with like a bird. Then he has a bird. Yeah, that's right. He's like, he's like petting a fucking like, macaw or some bird, shit. Pretty bird. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, okay. So that all happens. Then Ice T goes and stays in the big motel, and then Burns. Uh, Burns shows up and gives him the clothes, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cole, Cole, no, Burns, no, Burns. Rector Hauer is Burns. You, you've all you this film is Cole. wrong. It's confusing Cole. you worse than any film we've ever done, Danny. Yeah. I don't understand what is happening. Reese two, Cole is rock. <laughs> Cole is rock. Got it. So yeah. who, sh- who showed up at the hotel? It was Burns, Burns. right? Burns. Burns. Yeah, Burns. Burns Burns brings in the clothes. And you are right. I didn't make a note that Ice-T is the worst first day employee ever. All he does is nonstop complain and bust balls about this job right from the fucking get. When he should be kind of like, I'm going to say he should be. Yeah, he doesn't need to like fall over himself. But like, don't actively try to lose the job you just got. He's mad about getting the job. Totally. He's like, I don't even know what the fuck this job is. I don't even know what the fuck I'm getting paid. Uh, fuck you and bringing me f- free new clothes. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> you don't know what fits me, motherfucker. Seriously, it's pretty yeah. antagonistic. Yeah. <laughs> through the whole thing, not just there. It's like through the dinner scene, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Off. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I don't understand what you dummies are doing up here. You fucking idiots. Like, what is Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Fucking huh? bullshit. He's basically like, you fucking crazy fucks but i guess if you like doing that i i you know it's, it's your deal but god you guys are fucking stupid yeah like yeah. they're saying like hun- they're like saying hunting is therapy and he says something like it's bullshit yeah <laughs> and he starts, he starts laughing gonna... eating his meal yeah his by the way the uh, you know a d- delightful meal that he's that he has had an opportunity to have now in this new job of his you know right. and he's already like charge. trying very hard to get fired it seems like what did he even do? Well, he like, like he, got the beer and like brought things into the house and Well, the, that's it. He was supposed to be which is very weird. Like he was supposed to be their guide. Yeah. But guys, but, guys. But he's he's not like he said himself, I don't know shit about the wilderness and then um they go up to their cabin that like clearly seemed this is a place they go to. So they know this wilderness. How are you not kind of asking more questions at this point? Like, what do you mean I'm going to guide you guys? You guys seem like very proficient hunters. Yeah. But that he, is true. He's got a lot, and he does have a lot of bones to pick with a lot of other stuff. So he's pretty attentive. You would think he would be like, what the fuck even am I doing up here? But, I might yeah. have asked for an employee handbook at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I guess also at the same time, you're you're getting paid like, what did he say? Like 500 bucks a week. He already gave yeah. him an advance. He gave him new clothes. They're at this nice cabin. They flew private planes there. So, I mean, maybe he's just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm here. Like, I'm not going to ask too many questions. 
No, I'm not going to um, ask too many questions. I am instead going to just like <laughs> fucking bust these guys balls through and ruin an opportunity. <laughs> so, okay, so we've clearly gotten to the part where they fly up into the woods. So they all fly, mm-hmm. he flies up into the woods with Burns and Cole. They get to the little cabin up in the woods. And then that's, you know, Ice-T is like unloading the stuff and another plane shows up. And this is when we meet the rest of everybody else, right? This is when we meet, I wrote, I had to go look these names up because who knows, I mean, whatever. But like Mr. Wolf Sr. and Wolf Jr. So Wolf Sr. and Derek, that's uh, F. Murray Abraham and that other kid who plays his son. Yeah. <laughs> and then Doc Hawkins, Gary Busey. God, uh, I got to tell you, the second he showed up in this movie, I immediately got so much more excited. Oh, yeah. me too. Me too. He plays such a good guy. bad guy, dude. Mm-hmm. He really does. Lethal like, weapon. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was so great. And I know he had a terrible accident, and it's a fucking shame what happened. Like, it's just such a shame we didn't get more, like, uncut, uh, in- insane Gary Busey roles to, like, to, like can fill our brains with because he just like <laughs> he's so much more charismatic than everybody else in the movie right away yeah. yeah so we anyways there's him and then there's griffin who is uh our old buddy from the rock where i believe he plays ostensibly the same character uh who's that McGlint's john c mcginley plays oh the yeah. doctor from scrubs yes mm-hmm. and he's also a, a bad guy in the rock and yeah that's right he basically just like is the most tightly wound son of a bitch you've ever met in your entire life. I I had a lot of trouble with that character, man. Like he he's constantly panting and whining and like s- sweating and 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 hitting his off his uh, inhaler and but I don't know. It was just like he gave me anxiety, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like from the <laughs> like every fucking time he's like falling over himself like what are you you, and it's just like fuck dude shut up just shut up bro go back to the cabin yeah just fucking take a breath dude easy doesn't seem like he is capable of handling any of this stuff like emotionally he is yeah no he is an emotional time bomb and he only like he only goes from 11 you guys are right he's like he can only go to 11 in any emotional state and any, like he's either raging angry or he's like sniveling, whining, like crazy <laughs> scared, or he's like, I, 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 I hit him. I swear to God, he was there. I'll fight you. Like he's just, he's very tightly wound. And I yeah. can't believe they've been bringing this guy with them for years. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, man. Fucking talk about just, taxing on your fucking psyche is spending any period of time with this man. He was going to eat that gun eventually. (laughs) Oh my God. He was like ready for it. He was eating. Although I guess in the story here, it was like two weeks prior when his daughter was killed. Right. All right. That's two weeks before. I thought he said a couple weeks. Cause when he lost his shit, when ice T said that he killed his wife and daughter or something. Right. Um, He lost his shit, and then he left the cabin. No, you're right. It was recently. It was like two and weeks. Someone, two, yeah, two months. At, two months at best. I think it yeah. was two weeks, though. I think you're right. So, anyways, you meet all these guys, and they all introduce themselves to Ice T, and then they have this dinner, which you know, for me, that dinner scene is like the best part of the whole movie. A hundred percent. Like right, yeah. like it's yeah. it's it's like tense and strange, very strange. 
and Rutger Hauer is so weird and and like talking about the food and then Gary Gary Busey's speech and like that for me is like this is awesome I like how fucking completely nuts the scene is yeah it was good man yeah the the food the food bit was gross uh but but you know delivered well and and definitely added to that tension and like creepy vibe like what the fuck is going on here mm. he's like <laughs> oh, i know he's like savor it and devour yeah. it and like devour it in, in and eat it slowly slowly he <laughs> <laughs> keeps like pointing the fucking pig face at him yeah. and like making oinking sounds mm-hmm. oh my god it's so great. And he's like, look, look in its eyes while you consume it, and then you'll be consuming its soul or something too, right? Yeah. And this man is a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But and then Gary Busey gives his monologue, which is fucking so good. It's so God, good. it's good. It's so chilling. I looked up on IMDb, and he wrote that. Did he really? Well, I yeah, was so- going to say, almost some of it seemed like he was sort of off the cuff there. Like, cause it so, just got so weird and like real for a second. Right. Yeah. The way so, he was so, making the sounds and shit. Yeah. So according to whatever IMDb trivia or whatever, Busey wrote that entire monologue for himself, like the day before, because he wanted something to, for his character. And then he did it. And then Rutger Hauer kind of got, well, I don't know if this is true or not. This is what the internet says. The Rutger Hauer kind of got a little pissed because he was, it, it felt like, like Busey was kind of like taking the scene, you know, like taking the whole thing from him or, mm-hmm. or sucking, whatever, making the scene more about him. So apparently there's some bit where like Rutger Hauer was like bullshit and kind of, but they shut, they cut all that out because it was just too mesmerizing to watch fucking Gary Busey do his monologue, which I agree with. It's fucking great. And he's great. And all those crazy sounds, boom, and the dog and the, uh, it's just so God damn, I would just watch that monologue over and over again instead of watching the rest of this movie. <laughs> it's almost like that like I would all, like if they stayed in the cabin, it was just a weekend with all these people being intense and weird around each other, like that might be more entertaining than what comes after it. But um, <laughs> anyways, they have the dinner and then everyone goes to bed and then Ice T wakes up and boom, guys, movie flip. It turns out that uh Charles S. Dutton's a bad guy, and they're all going to hunt Ice-T. I just, I can't believe that there was so much movie before he started running around being chased. I didn't remember anything about the movie except for that Ice Cube got chased by, or Ice-T got chased by some guys. Yeah, but I I don't know. At this point, I'm still, I'm on board, man. I was, I kind of liked, I mean, the the initial stuff in the city, maybe that was a little too much and kind of boring, right? But from the moment of like, accepting the job and then going to talk with Burns and then all that. Like I'm on board, man. I'm loving it. Yeah. I think I was, on, I feel like I was on board. The dinner scene saved it for me. Like that brought yeah. me back. Like, like especially um, Busey's uh, monologue. I thought that was, that's what really got me back. And luckily they cut right to the, you know, to the takeoff of, uh, you know, the big chase, you know, the guns in the face and, you know, get ready to run and, you know, that kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. Cause I was bored as hell, to be honest, up until that point, I was like, Jesus Christ. And, and the music was throwing me off. I'm like, like what <laughs> yeah. am I watching right now? <laughs> well, that stuff in the city goes on forever. Like it's like him and Hank and then Hank's got to die. And then he's got to like go get a hotel room and then cut his hair and like almost think about killing himself. 
and then go to bed. And there's just like, there's so much. Yeah, it's like, Jesus. It's like a whole movie all on its own with just like, just a man dealing with his own self. As yeah, a, and he's like, and he tried like, to kill himself by throwing himself in the or standing in front of the the semi, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> that God, was I like about that. The semi was like a quarter mile away, and he stand, <laughs> stood out in the road, and the driver just wasn't gonna slow down. No, he honks at him. Yeah, he just honks <laughs> and keeps like full steam ahead. It's just like, dude. <laughs> I feel like that's so funny that you say that happens so much in movies, right? Where like somebody sees someone else in front of a car and they jump in and like dive them out of the way. But you're right. Like it's very rare that the car stops after that part of the scene happens. Yeah, and he was like, he, and then like a guy dies. Somebody and no one stops. They're just like, oh, well, I guess they're okay. That person jumped in the way and got him out of the way. So we're all good. I'm a little right. late. I got to get moving. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, right. So uh, they wake him up and Mason, by the way, this was the first time I even realized that was his name. Oh, Mason. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Mason uh, is woken up and he fucking obviously is flipped out and they send him on his way. They tell him that he's got until they finish a leisurely breakfast to survive. And we're off and running guys. He has got to surviving the game now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then we get a good, we get a good look at um, the kid, the juniors opinion on this game, right? Yeah. Yes, he wasn't told right. a thing. He had no idea what was going right. on. And I like no, this. Jesus. I like this uh, conflict between, him and the other guys and and i don't know that was a and the dad like pushes him against a wall and goes you know you better you're too much like your mother (laughs) like i paid fifty thousand dollars to make you a man you better participate why did it cost fifty thousand dollars i mean dude it's it's not cheap to hunt humans yeah plus that fucking cabin is nice bro i mean but what cost fifty thousand (laughs) dollars well you know the, they're, it's illegal. You're hunting a human yeah. being. Like it's right, a pretty. They can set the price here. There's no going rate or market value for this, right? So they're it's, paying. They're paying Rutger Hauer. Yeah, yeah, and Rock, Rock probably. Probably the Rock. A Rock to yeah. set it up, find their prey. Oh, do you guys okay. think? Uh, do you guys think like the hard target guys are paying less <laughs> or more? <maybe? laughs> mm. Down in down in Louisiana, what are you getting? Twenty five grand like, gets you. Gets you in I mean, maybe even more though, because that's like in the city, right? So they have to really do a lot of uh, upfront legwork, and then <laughs> and then on the back end, the whole like kind of covering it all up, right? So it has to be it's a lot more work for the those who are running the game in, i feel like we should just abandon, i really like we should abandon the rest of the podcast and just work on like a business plan for how this whole thing shakes out financially. <laughs> right right you know like overhead and expenses you know that kind of stuff just and they to had get two planes coming in that's expensive that True. is expensive plus that pig that pig seems like a prime piece of meat you know what i mean sure sure <laughs> electricity <laughs> electricity you gotta there's Water. like a, there's probably garbage you know. involved oh there's all that wine the 400 dollars a bottle of wine oh yeah man oh, wow. they go through like 10 of those bottles so that's you know that's a lot right there <laughs> anyways i listen i do have one note here during this business so they're when they're having breakfast and this is going to be a reoccurring note for me because i think it's delightful there's a shot where rutger hauer picks up this butterfly thing uh-huh and holds it up and is looking through the wings of the butterfly frame, and he sees Cole 
and yeah. Cole is smiling, and it's like a it's like lined up so it looks like a bow tie on him. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed the, that. <laughs> the two of them are the cutest couple throughout the rest of this movie. Uh-huh. There's so many times when the two of them like poke their heads in at the same time and they're like, hey, Mason, like whatever. Or they're like standing next <laughs> to each other and they like wink and high five. Is that, I mean, I'm making it up, but like there's a lot of two shots of the two of them like kind of like being buddies uh, well, what together, about- which I think is actually quite a lot of fun. What about when he feeds him a mint? Ah, yes! Yes! <laughs> that yes. was like, what was that? What the hell? Those this guys like are lovers. The- they're lovers. I think they're a couple. <laughs> don't you think? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it possibly, but yeah, it was very weird. The mint thing was strange. I mean, that was a mint, right? I guess it could have been some sort of like amphetamine to keep them up and like running. No, no, no I think it was a mint. It was, it was a mint. Like an they're Altoid. Very- yeah, they're very, uh, they're and very, play- like, they're uh, very playful with each other. They're having they a really are, nice buddy. time. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, and, uh, I <laughs> Yum. I like these wins. These are my favorite. I'm glad you brought these this year. Thanks. Well, I noticed last year that you liked them, so you know. Yeah. I thought I'd bring for you. I'm paying God, attention. You're so, That's all you're I'm so saying. observant, Burns. You're so observant. I really, you know, that makes me feel really good. Listen, I like to see you happy, buddy. <laughs> well, me too, and same right back at you. <laughs> I'm going to throw and up right now. Scene. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> All right. Well, Jesus, we're spending a lot, a lot of time getting to the part where they actually do things. So All right. um, I'm moving us along. Here we go. Here we go. So you run into the woods. Uh, you guys stop me if you have thoughts about this. They're chasing Mason for the first time now. And Griffin, again, who is a total liability, by the way, uh, he thinks he sees Mason, which I guess maybe he does. Uh-huh. And then him and uh, him and uh, Gary Busey like are charging into the woods to get Mason, and they miss him. I guess. Well, I guess Gary Busey doesn't feel like he sees him. Right. And then Griffin goes fucking ape shit right away because that's the only <laughs> mode he has. Uh, I don't get that. Like he's, I saw, I saw it was. It's like, yeah, you're fucking hunting him. You're going to see him eventually, right? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> the whole idea is for you to see him eventually. Yeah. And then you try to shoot him. Right. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It was so uncomfortable. So it's just so this weird. talking. He, I know. He just flips out all the yeah. time. Uh, so he flips out. And then they realize that Mason has gone back to the cabin. Well, what, I don't understand. The, uh, he was out in the woods. And two seconds later, he... The, you know, he spent like two hours running through the woods. Then he, all of a sudden he realizes, oh, maybe it's better if I go back to the cabin and trick him. And then uh, next shot, he's there. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're all just like running around five, ten minutes from the cabin the whole time. Yeah, I, I know. Like, they didn't go very far at all. But like everyone's like, you know, bent over, like holding their knees, like huffing and puffing. And I thought like, oh, he, they must be miles out. But you're right. They must have been like going around the cabin, circling over and over and over again. <laughs> within, within like, you always got to have line sight on that cabin. You, if you can't see the cabin, you, we've all gone too far. We're going to get lost. Stay near the cabin. <laughs> so, totally. Listen, if anybody gets lost, guys, we just go back to the cabin. That's where we all meet up. It is. I, I agree with you, though. That, that like, bugged me. The business of how they're able to track him or tell where he is in what is completely open wilderness in every direct, even just like when he runs off, the idea that they just chase directly after him. How would they even know? Yeah. You know, like, well, where he is. 
Well, they're tracking him, but you can't track anyone going 40 fucking miles an hour on an, on an, an ATV. You cannot do that. You can't see the tracks while there's dust in your face. I mean, there's no way. And so they're like, oh, he's, he's got to be over here. And I don't know. Look, Danny, you and I know that when we go into the woods hunting homeless people, it takes so much longer to keep track of them. It's really hard. It's hard stuff. Um, I think the alternative of this movie being a realistic tracking movie would, would be fucking insane. <laughs> They're just slowly walking and examining each little twig and branch. And like, this is some point they're just all standing. Right, guys, I, I I don't know where he is. I don't know where he went. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Shit. Ugh, what are we doing here? Does any? Why do you give him such a good start? Why did you give him that head start? <laughs> Fuck. Does anybody I mean, know how to track? Is anybody here? You had to make a souffle for breakfast. You had to make that souffle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like a souffle, okay? I want to just quick like scrambled eggs and toast. We just fucking in and out. Boom, boom, and we start tracking. <laughs> they never find him once. <laughs> haven't found anybody. There's no <laughs> heads at all. <laughs> Maybe we should invite a tracker one of these times. <laughs> For God's sake. I've what? sunk... A hundred and hundreds of thousands of dollars into these trips, and we've never found anybody. <laughs> it always goes sideways right after breakfast. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, so then, uh, what happens? Gary Busey dies. That's a shame. He should have been in the movie for way longer. Yeah. And then Mason escapes into the into the woods again. And I mean, I got to tell you guys, like after this, there's a lot of just. You know, what it becomes a, a lot of little bits, I guess. Then they stole you know? the whole like, I got to jump into the the canyon, into the creek or the river, stolen from, uh, you know, last, what the fuck is it? First Blood? <laughs> First Blood. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like yeah. all these action movies, someone has to jump off of a cliff into a water, you know? I know, it's true. It's such a, like, a tropey thing that happens. In the problem movies. is they filmed like a creek that was severely, like, it's like a, like a foot deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he a dry jumped. year for sure, he's and he's dry. jumping <laughs> into a canyon. And it's yeah. like, oh shit! <laughs> just jumps in, breaks both his legs. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> still not fine. Drowns. He gets knocked out. Drowns in three inches of water. Yeah, the, just the, just the next shot is <laughs> the next shot. The next shot is just him face down, floating down the river. Just that's it. <laughs> But by, by the guys as they look in a different direction. Yeah, they still like, miss. <laughs> <laughs> and then, his, then his body washes up next to the other eighteen guys that had died. In the same way. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Uh, right. Um, he jumps into the water. I just, you know, he's got. Oh, he puts cigarettes in trees. Yeah, then, and then he. Grabs how did that them. trick him? I didn't get. How did that trick him? I don't understand. Because they smelled cigarette smoke, right? And they were just like, yeah. I can't believe this idiot. He's actually smoking a cigarette. Let's just follow the smoke smell. But, but of course, he, only, he, it only tricked Griffin. Yeah, he put him in lots of trees, though. They're all over the place. Oh, really? Were they? I, feel I thought like, they were just just the one tree. With I'll like be honest. I saw, this two, I saw this movie two weeks ago, so I can't remember. <laughs> okay. I'll be I honest. Think it was, I saw it four hours ago, and I yeah. don't have any more information than you. <laughs> all right, never mind. <laughs> no, I think it was the one tree, and the... 
the doctor from Scrubs guy um, went up to it, right? The other guys, I think, hung back, right? And then they looked through binoculars and saw like, oh, yeah, they're just in the, the trees smoking a cigarette. Okay. Yeah, and Griffin, of course, who is like blind with emotional rage, just like runs right. at the tree and then yeah. sma- smashes him with the cigarettes because he's so mad and then immediately gets captured by Mason. <laughs> right. Right. And then Mason <laughs> takes his unconscious body and puts like a 230 pound man over his shoulders. Yeah. And, and hikes up a giant like hillside, like a cliff. Into a cave and like I I, I had a, a, a mine shaft wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. You can, no, <laughs> nobody can. Nobody can that, do that. That bothered me um, immensely. I don't know why he wouldn't have just killed him. Right? I mean, at this point, all these men are trying to kill him. Have shot at him. Uh, this is you know well he already killed gary Busey. like he's already down that road he might as well just yeah keep, keep it fucking going i mean i guess it's just showing like he's he's good right so he's human he, and they're not human yeah uh, he doesn't want to be killing which is i mean that's fair but it just seemed like wait and then you're gonna fucking carry this man and like use all that energy right now and I mean, I guess he was like, you know, he wanted to use him as leverage, right? Like it was like a bargaining right. chip. It's kind of I like guess that's hard, true. Right? Like he's talking he to was he's trying like, to get, hey, you know, I want out of here or else I'm going right. to, oh yeah, he's like, give me the plane or else like your boy Griff or I'll kill him. Die. That's yeah. right. Okay. But he's like unaffected when he gets into the, into the cave. He's not tired. His thighs don't hurt. He's not sweating. <laughs> like he's just like, he's, he's perfectly hurt. normal. Like he's been there for, he's been there for days. <laughs> just going, ooh. Oh my god, my thighs! God, my thighs are fire, man! You should have. It's not so much the chafing that's hurting; it's the muscle is sore. Oh god, this was so much physical exertion to carry such a heavy man. My muscles. Oh, and then the next day he should be like, "Oh god, my thighs are still sore from yesterday." (laughs) You should double over with like cramps in both feet. That's all I'm saying. I mean, listen, that's fair. It's you know, up until this point, the movie has been documentary realistic. So it's weird (laughs) weird that it decides to change suddenly like this. Uh, Okay, Griffin. Fuck it, whatever. But you know, weeps and cries, and he's like, "I, you know, kill me, go ahead, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me." And then, you know, he obviously he thinks like Mason's like the homeless guy that killed his daughter. Uh-huh. And then Mason gives the spiel about his family dying in what seems to be total darkness. I don't understand how they shot that. Yeah, that scene at all. Like you can't even see him at night in, in like in any of the. Like, it's so weird that they light him terribly. It's really weird. But anyways, he tells the story about his family, how they burned up. And then, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> God. That didn't affect you at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me just say that, like, Ice-T is still learning the craft of acting at this stage. Uh, and I don't know that it landed quite with the emotional wallop that they were that I was hoping for. But yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, they die. Okay, listen, people die, guys, all right? Uh, and also he says this line, which I like a lot, which is what the whole, mo- this is the whole movie, by the way, in one line, just cause you sleep on the ground doesn't mean you're an animal. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, Think about yeah. that guys. Put that in wow. your brain pan, kick that around. That's some deep <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, right. The next morning, uh, the guy showed up at the cave. 
uh, Griffin's there, Burn, uh, Mason's gone. And then Griffin's like, I want out of here. Like, fuck mm-hmm. this. This guy didn't kill me. I can't kill him. Like, he has an epiphany. And he's like, I'm not coming up here anymore. And then, you know. Rucker Howard's like, Griffin! <laughs> and then... <laughs> right. And right. And then Cole blows him away. And then... Yeah. yeah. Which brings up a couple of questions for me. Number one. Did... Wolf Sr. bring his son there and then get him caught up in this thing for the rest of his life without telling him? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It's wow. fucked. That is, boy, <clears throat> Jesus. It's a lot to just, not only are you going to do this thing, but even if you don't like it, you're going to keep doing it forever. Talk about not knowing who your son is. <laughs> like, I know. Read the room, Wolf Sr. <laughs> Dude, imagine that, though, like, not knowing who your dad is like that. Like you just find out your dad is a fucking psychopath yeah. who has murdered people. Oh, right. many so times. Many people. All those heads guys. So many heads of people. Yeah. And I'm sure there was a scene that, you know, we didn't see where they give him a tour of the head room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they like reminisce about, Oh, that was back 87. Remember that year? <laughs> Fuck man. That was a good one. I got him from a hundred yards out. Right through the fucking between the eyes. You know that's where they end up at the end of the night when they're all shit faced. You know how you get all like sentimental when you drink? Just like they're all pile into that room and they're like, Oh god, remember this fella? Woo boy. I'm sure I'm sure there's a scene where they made him drink like the formaldehyde from one of the containers. (laughs) I I was thinking when the headroom thing happened, I was like, I really wish that like uh Ice-T had stolen like four or five of those head jars and then he used them in the rest of the movie as like bombs. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. that have been great? He just carries a few of them with him bombs, yeah. and he throws them and they like explode. Oh, that would have been great. I wish that happened in the movie. But So anyways, they shoot Griffin. Uh, I have a note at this point that this movie seems to still have no action in it up until this point or very little. Here's the. This is what I couldn't figure out. I'm not sure how I sat through this fucking thing as a kid. Like there is arguably a lot of talking and a lot of mm-hmm. like weird character, animal versus beast versus soul. And the, and also you're spending like kind of a long time with these characters like Griffin and his family and, and like the son. And there's not really that much action in the movie. I can't, I'm not even sure why I thought it was so awesome back then. I feel like I it was made for $7 cool. million. And most of that movie is going to the actor or money is going to the actors, you know? Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For so I'm sure, sure they had to just cut the script to shreds in order to make it work. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it just felt like, I don't know about you guys, but at this point, even still, I was like, you got like the one Gary Busey fight, but besides that, it's just like, fucking well, it's like running and them like talking. Mm-hmm. It's suspense more than action, right? It's just the whole. I mean, if you say so. Uh, well, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Fuck. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're right. Robert's heart, Robert's heart rate was through the roof. <laughs> I was, was like, edge Gr- of my seat. Robert was griffining the whole time watching. Yeah, I was, dude. I was like, but she's just. What's up? What's up? Kelly's like, calm down, yeah. Robert. Oh, but I love your, I love Robert's Griffin impression. <laughs> It's like I, I feel like we should have a movie where Danny does Pee Wee and Robert does Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, let's. We're gonna move it along here. Okay. And next comes the bit that's my favorite, which is that Mason runs off into the woods. They chase him, uh, and then they go into the water, but they realize that he's doubled back. But by then, Dude, all he go, does is double back. I counted. He doubles back four fucking times in this movie. <laughs> he doubles back every single time. It works every out time. really well for him, I guess. It's like no a one effective... on. It's no. a good tactic. Not only that, you when can't track out, so... double back. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but you can't track someone in a fucking creek. <laughs> I know. So I did have a question about this. Do you think in the movie the idea is that these guys are actually not good hunters and not good trackers, and they're just rich dummies who like to play bad guys or badasses? And so as soon as they're faced with any opposition whatsoever, it becomes very clear that they're all dummies and that they're all like just they were never like they're buffoons, right? Like, is that the premise of the film, or is the premise of the film that these guys are like relatively well trained? killers that he is able to because i feel like it is that they're buffoons right like they're just guys playing war up there and they're but bad at it. they're c c i c i a agents correct they should know something about yeah i, mean, I, I think that's true. i think they the intention is that they're badass i think that rock um is seemingly kind of a badass tracker right and because they're, they're all listening to him he's like wait okay this way follow me um so yeah, I I think that I think we're supposed to believe they know what they're doing. Then I agree with Danny. They are that movie does a terrible job of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Griffin is an emotional fucking train wreck. Uh, Busey dies ten minutes in. One of the the old guy, he's not helpful, and the other well, two are you know they're not great. Yeah, not I great. don't. I don't know if we're supposed to think all of them are, right? I think mainly The Rock and Burns are supposed to be like, know what they're doing. I guess the rest of the guys are just rich guys, the rich guys who tag along and get a thrill from fucking murdering people. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Because like Burns is like all, they're like all about like the human condition and like, and the tracking and yeah, yeah, I, I, Mm -hmm. all right. So, um, uh, yeah, then Mason rigs the ATV and it explodes. And this was just as distressing for me to watch now yeah, as it was when <laughs> it was I was hectic. a kid. I forgot I about it. I found it troubling to watch. Yeah, it was it was brutal. Because especially, he's just like mumbling. Oh, that's the worst part. Oh, right? God, like he's saying, part. I didn't even, I didn't write down, I didn't really even like pick up what he was saying, but it was definitely nothing to do with like the moment, right? He was talking about, he was talking about like next year we'll bring the girls up. Next year, we'll bring, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring yeah. the girls up, and he's like smiling and laughing, which oh, makes God. it so much worse. I'm getting sick to my stomach just thinking about it. It was, yeah. I just oh. kind of got chills thinking about it again. It was, it was heavy, man. And then he, he was like, "I'm gonna have to." What did he say? Put you have to, to like sleep put you to or, sleep, yeah, or yeah. Oh man, yeah. It's and then he uses like, then he uses finger guns to put him to sleep. Which that was, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, but There's some kind like, of CIA he, move, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like the Vulcan, I've ever seen the Vulcan fucking death touch or whatever. That that didn't bother you guys? It drove me nuts. It was weird. He I did little I, finger guns on his throat to stop yeah, him from breathing. Just, uh, I mean, I guess cut off the like carotid artery or whatever, right? Like that's how you put someone like in a sleeper hold. You're pressing I there. I don't know. Maybe it's real. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. 
I mean, it was weird though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mention it before. Mention it like maybe at the dinner scene. Say, look what I can do with my fingers. Watch me put Griffin to sleep. Check this out. Watch, watch this. Already <laughs> <laughs> asleep. Look at me. She's asleep. Uh, yeah, I agree. The finger guns is weird, but also. Yeah, I guess I'm just I was so troubled by the whole thing that I just like didn't really I was just like, ugh. Oh, it's his laugh. Yeah, that's what it is. He blows up and then before we even see him, he's like, huh? And he's like laughing. Yeah. He doesn't realize yeah. his legs are gone. Oh my god, it's so and it's also like so gory and dark in a movie that generally is like neither one of those two things at all at any other point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. We don't even really see anybody else die in a gory way. We don't even see fucking uh Derek the kid like hit the ground. We don't like we actually don't see like hardly anybody else die in the movie, but then suddenly you've got this like wildly gory legs and fucking guts everywhere and Jesus. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, speaking of Derek, his name's Derek? Okay. Um I think so. Junior. <clears throat> Junior. Junior. So <laughs> there's a little Do, they... there. <laughs> Do you check on him? I mean, are are we is it just that that drop is so, so high that there's you're not going to go check on your son? Well, let's okay. Let's set it up real quick. So what happens? Okay, is after, sorry. No, no, it's fine. I'm going to get to it real quick. So what happens is uh, Mason Trump's doubles back again. Uh, yeah, doubles back. <laughs> he doubles back another two or three times. Then he uh, shoots down a tree, which I don't think is how trees or guns work but that's okay uh, <laughs> yeah i was i don't know i, mean, I don't you it have was like to... a big shotgun slug right so it could damage a tree but could you cut it down like that you have 12 shotgun shells why aren't you shooting it at these guys i mean that's true too but he tries to earlier i feel like he yeah. shoots him but it's like too far away anyways the tree falls over uh, and they crawl over it and that's when robert you can pick it up now with Derek when he falls because so they that get happens. they start crawling over the log. I think does he not even go across the log? No, he goes he across just, it. He's like halfway. No, Ice tea, I mean. Um does he just no, set he up that back. log that he sets up that log as a diversion so they think he crosses it, right? He doubles back, hides in the bushes, gathers some rocks. They start crossing. Um, oh my God, he does double back. Fuck yeah, he does, you're right. right. Oh God, and he then he's back. chucking rocks so at them while they're trying to cross. Which, by the way, uh, pretty, by the way, pretty good plan. I have yeah, to say. man. I mean, pretty think about if, if you get clocked in the face with a rock like that while you're trying to crawl across a log. I mean, toast. Yeah, so, you have a shotgun. No, it's out of bullets. He uses no, all he the used bullets. The last I know. Three Why did to <laughs> chop down the tree? Why yeah. not just wait for them to stand near the edge of this thing and then pop out and shoot everyone with your twelve rounds? I don't. He's a reluctant uh, killer. Yeah. He doesn't ever shoot anybody with guns. I mean, listen, I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm not happy right now. So the chaos created (laughs) the chaos created by these rocks, uh, rocks. What's his name? Freaking Derek Jr. Jr. Loses his footing or grip on the log and he's he's dangling, (laughs) yelling for his dad to help. His dad's running out there and he he loses his grip before his dad can make it and plummets to his death. So your question is, should he go check on him? <laughs> well, kind, kind of like the dad is watches him fall. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you're like, 
You would have seen how, him, you know what I mean? Like his conceit. You see him that. just like splat. Yeah, explode pretty much. <laughs> okay, so oh, it was that yeah. high and like it was fucking, down on the rocks. Like so he saw like a homeless dog on a taxi curb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember, yeah. we're in a drought, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No water, baby. <laughs> that is true. I, well, I do think about this bit, uh, which I kind of don't hate, except the thing about it is that whole business with Derek falling, like the, the business of him falling and dying and dad hollering into the night, which I also like fine. That's good stuff. It all happened so fast. Like, I feel like you could have made a more a bigger emotional beat out of it it's like yeah he's like dad dad and he's like no no and then he's like ah and we don't even like to your point we don't hit the ground immediately dad goes like oh and it's like sad and then one second later we're like back to like the music's all like yeah again the music is incredibly leisurely and like there's no like, at, anyways, whatever. Anyways, that whole they could have made more of like. more meal out of that thing. That could yes. have been a more impactful scene for sure. Like he could have gotten to him and been holding him and totally. you know trying to pull him up. He can't quite get him, and then like you know Mason nails him with a rock or something, <clears> and he loses his grip. Or, I don't he know. Hits, he hits the kid again. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like, there could. I mean, but that's a good point, right? Like there could have been a whole thing where like. He's holding him. There's a moment. Maybe dad realizes, like, and, fuck, I yeah. can't believe I brought you here. Totally. Like, this is kind of my fault. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? Like, you could have done a whole bit of stuff. You've got fucking Academy Award winner F. Maria Abraham, for God's sake. Right. Let mm, the right. big dog eat, for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> that, could been, that could have been, yeah, definitely. That moment of, like, he turns around now, right? He's like, oh, my God, what have I done? And yeah. now it's just, like, we just got to get out of this, you know? Right. But, they don't do that. They just keep. And also, it. I honestly, I was pretty bummed when Junior died because I was hoping this was going to become a scenario of, you know, whittling down these people and then Junior helping Ice T in the end, kind of to finally get out. You know, I agree, but I kind of like that he died. It's pretty cold. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's like, but again, I think you're right. It would have landed better if, like, Dad. Uh, feels for like it, if it if it means something to dad like i can't believe i brought him out here like in a way then he should go like i'm quitting because mm-hmm. uh, you know or whatever but whatever none of that happens Instead yeah you should feel guilty stand up and then like you know step off the log himself and kill himself right yes yes that would have been great yeah well, that none of that happens. Uh, instead, <laughs> uh, the movie just keeps trucking along. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just the dark where you can't really see anything going on. Okay, I'm glad to hear you say that because I thought there was something wrong with my TV or the version I was watching because I was like, I don't, I see F. Murray Abraham yelling and shooting, but then there was a fight scene. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I could. I was like, "Who's who there right now? What's going on?" And it was like the like a an eclipse happened. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like yeah. light and dark at the same time. It looked so weird to me. It's weird. It's like one of those movies where I think you can tell that they shot it all during the daytime, and then they're just like, yeah, put like a filter or something on it. Uh, yeah, because I th- I think that's probably it. Right? It's like they shot it during the daytime, so they didn't really light anybody. And then later they were like, oh, it should be night. We'll just turn everything down. And once you do that, there's no light to fill anything in. So you just end up with like black soupy. I don't even know what happened to 
uh, Wolf Senior in that fight. He so I think he I think he Did broke he his neck. Out? I think he like spun his head, you know, like snap, break his neck. Yeah, I think he did. Oh. I just heard, I was like, I'm mostly just hearing sound effects. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. I didn't actually see that. Kelly saw, I was like, wait, what happened? It's a and weird like, fight he scene. He broke his neck. Because like, like when, when Ice-T punches him, it like flashes white all of a sudden. Did you guys oh, notice that? I didn't notice yeah. that. I didn't notice that. Yeah. If you guys ever watch it again, you won't. But if you ever do, <laughs> <laughs> it, it flashes white like it's an old Batman, you know, scene. Like, pow. Yeah. Damn. It totally Beep. does. Like, like Icy wind up, throws the We're punch. using goes, the music, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. The whole thing is really weird. And then, like, everyone's eyes were red. Like almost animalistic. Did you guys notice that? I didn't notice that either. So, so oh. I did notice that, and there are a couple of other terribly heavy-handed bits in the movie where they kind of play around with this a little bit. Like he sees that wolf only that one time in the whole movie, really quickly for no reason, except I guess mm-hmm. it's like him and animals, I guess. And then you're right. There's also I did notice a little bit of the eye stuff. Also, his name is Mr. Wolf, which Wolf and actually, you know, wolf. you know what. I actually think I came across something. So I think they cut. So when Mason rolls down the hill, there's a scene where he rolls down the hill to get away from these guys. He, when he gets to the bottom, he looks up and there's growling. Did you guys catch that? Oh yeah. I thought it was like a bear or something. Is that the wolf yeah. again? And then they cut and then it cut away. No, it was nothing. Cause I, I watched it again and they cut away and, and huh. nothing ever, ha- nothing ever comes of it. He also at the end of the movie, I don't want to jump ahead and fucking spoiler alert it, but at the end when he fights Burns, there is a split second where he get jumps at him and there's literally a roaring sound. Really? I didn't catch that. Yeah. So he's yeah. turned into some kind of, I don't know. Some it's wolf. whatever. He's just uh, whatever. He, he's a hunter now, right? Monster. He's yeah, a hunter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. That's it. Some sublime. Anyway, so uh, he kills a wolf senior. He uh, runs like <laughs> doubles back to the cabin. And Mason, Mason, or no, not Mason. Sorry, Burns is hiding out, and he just watches the whole thing play out. Right? He doesn't even help. I guess I don't know where Burns. You're right. No, is yeah, in no. This. Burns he's is hiding. All, he's all in the dark, like camo, yeah. and he like pokes fucking, his head up. He's just like you can jack- barely see jacking it there in the fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Devouring his own lovely sexiness. It's- you know what's crazy is that, like, as soon as that fight scene happens and he kills him, remember it's nighttime. It's like the middle of the night, and then as soon as he's done, it's daytime, and it's like <laughs> it's, it, not only that, but it's true. like two, it's like two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. That's true because he like runs back to the cabin and like Burns is trying to leave. You're right. It's like yeah. the, the sun is at high noon in the sky. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so Burns uh, pretends he's in the or he hides in the uh, plane or something. He's in the this plane. This is also he's a, a little weird. He's, he's in the like cockpit. In the plane, and then he's got, he's got goddamn little headphones on. Right, and then uh, Mason runs towards the plane, and he's not in the plane. He's far enough away from the plane that he can shoot the plane and blow the plane up. He's behind a tree in the forest somehow. Right, and then he blows up the uh, plane, mm-hmm. and he thinks he's killed Mason, and he says. Forgive me, Father, because why not? Um, yeah. <laughs> he also, but to Danny's point, he's got some weird, like, uh, uh, contact lenses in. It's yeah, like a weird thing with his eyes are, like, red. Uh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't I wrote that, that down. Right? There's something weird going on with his eyes. I, okay, good. I'm glad you got it, too. Huh. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. 
So anyways, uh, we cut back to Seattle three days later. Burns is in a silly disguise, the silliest disguise I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> yeah, what? Is it like a Russian priest or something? What's <laughs> yeah. that hat? I don't. I'm sure if we were more involved in the church, guys, we would know what that hat's all about. Yeah, right. The boy was looking. Why? By the way, that's not exactly going fucking incognito, Burns. Like that's pretty, pretty popping out from the from the regular people walking around in the street. Right. And, and is he going to the airport? He is, right? Yeah. It looks like he's got fake passport, right? And and yeah, he's, he's putting on his disguise, dyeing his hair, and he's putting on his yeah. disguise. So he's going to the airport, and inside his suitcase is only one thing: an <laughs> AR <laughs> rifle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. right. And he has that running with that old lady, which also goes nowhere. And then he right, he pulls the gun out, and then they fight. Mason throws the gun down, doesn't shoot him. And walks away mm-hmm. and then says the thing about you should always check your that, barrel. And then we right. fly into the, the thing. That this, is a, this is a question. Yeah. The thing that Hank said earlier about checking the barrel mm-hmm. and there's something obviously in the barrel and he shoots and it explodes. But I paused it when we, on the shot of what was inside the barrel. It was a cigarette, right? It was one of those cigarettes that he was given. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, I think it said like Dunhill or whatever on it. It was like the filter or a whole cigarette that he maybe just crammed in there. I don't know. That's what I thought. So look. No, like. I I wrote down. I literally wrote down like Dunhill standard. What is that? But I yeah, guess you're right. It's it must the cigarettes be that Busey gave him. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, not really, but okay, it does. Make so the sense. cigarette would make the gun jam and explode. Yeah, that, I don't know. I mean, I admittedly I don't know much about guns, right? Wait, uh, what? Obviously, obviously, you? if obviously <laughs> if the barrels jam or clogged, that would probably be a problem. But if it's clogged with just like paper and tobacco, I would feel like the back pressure of a bullet, you know, would be able to just blow right through paper and Cigarettes. tobacco. Yeah. So I don't know, um, but we're led to believe that no projectile leaves the barrel, and it just explodes, and he dies right yeah yeah i mean he pretty much explodes completely (laughs) 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 he like vaporizes vaporizes (laughs) he really he kind of does i feel like we don't ever see him he just like it's just like all this is the thing that's so weird about the movie too like why show the charles s dutton leg thing and then every other death is basically a cutaway yeah, I could have I could have done more with um, having some maybe gory kills or something, yeah, right? Because like nice. also there there was this like you know kind of you want that payoff like these guys are assholes and they're torturing him and trying to hunt him. So like when he kills them, it should be more like kind of hectic. I feel like it would pay off and feel like yeah, fuck that guy. Okay. I that too. I like when, like, I think Busey's death is a good one. It's like he throws him through the fucking thing. He's got some yeah. kind of one liner that I don't remember, but has something to do with like cooking your fucking meat well done or something like that. And like, it's good. Like, that's a satisfying one. All the other ones are not satisfying. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have even had a little more with Busey. Like, you know, I don't know. How did he die? I forget. I, he just was consumed by the fire, right? No, he oh, throws him into the, into the, through the window, into the headroom, and then all the heads are exploding in the fire and because of the, right. That's whatever, true. The, the, formaldehyde. The formaldehyde. All, the whole building, the whole building explodes. Uh, yeah, so. that's kind of lame. 
Anyways, guys, that's the end of the movie. Um, what do we think about this thing? I think Busey should have run out at the end with, you know, he should have run out through the front door on fire. That would have been sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been sick. And then, like, they had to put him down. Like, they yeah, shoot him. Exactly. Because he's, like, laying there just, like, fucking melting. Like, ah, ah, and he's just yelling for Prince Henry Stout. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm coming to you, boy. I'm coming to you, Henry. <laughs> And then the fucking whining doctor is like, and then he just has to like put a bullet between his eyes. I, by the way, I I love that version of that. Scene. I'm not kidding. That's great. Why not do that? Why not do that? But I think you make a, it's a good point. Like, the movie's all, you're like, it's like, you guys are all there. You took the time to go up there. You're you're busy making them. Like, why not just make the scene better? The cameras are already on. You're pointing it at the guys. Like, why not just add, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's fire behind you. Right. You've already done the legwork. It just adds some coolness is all you have to do. I like that note. Like, the, the script's okay, but um, I would say just make it better. I do have a couple of notes about most of the scenes Uh, my first note here and we're going to come back to this one a few more times you'll notice Uh, just make this not suck how about that (laughs) anyways so all right. well uh, uh, yeah boy I feel like I can guess how we all feel about this but Danny why don't you start us off I could have done with one less double back (laughs) <laughs> you wish it. you could double back and not watch this movie <laughs> oh yeah damn it yeah um i didn't like it um it was boring uh like there's just too much like mistakes filmmaking mistakes like the continuation errors with day and night the whole i don't know the eyes i don't even know if that was on purpose <laughs> um, <laughs> right it's just it, fucked up color it, correcting yeah or and the, and they ditched the whole wolf thing. I know. I know they cut away from that wolf that was apparently showed up because he looks why, up. Like, looks why? Up. Why not just like use the shot of the wolf again? Yeah. And got it's, then cut away. I know, right? Yeah, or something. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I liked it way more when I was a kid. But now I'm an adult. Nope, it sucked. Sorry. Move on. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. Robert. Oh boy. Well. <clears throat> I, I kind of liked it, man. All right. <laughs> I think. I mean, <laughs> look, it was. I, I was not coming into it with really high expectations. Like I said, I I remembered liking it back in the day, uh, but I didn't remember anything about it necessarily. So it sort of it kept me into it. Uh, I will say the ending was weird and left uh, like we just said all the killings like it left a lot to be desired like but i guess he sort of got away with not actually killing anyone like himself right he just sabotaged things i guess he didn't know he's gonna blow up the atv well no that that one he definitely did right so that one he did he also threw busey into the fire like like yeah but but then the fire killed busey (laughs) (laughs) that's he didn't do it it was the fire that did it man the atv killed busey not 
Yeah, the ATV killed Cole, not not him. But Robert, it was the manufacturer's Robert, fault. You missed your Mr. Calling as a <laughs> yeah. defense attorney. Yeah, sure. right. <laughs> Robert Peck Esquire. There it is. And there you will is. address me as such. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so no, no, I think I think it is. I probably wouldn't watch it again, but I did kind of have fun watching it. I think it kind of delivered on just what it was, which was just kind of this sort of action-y, suspense-y movie that was kind of fun to watch. All right. Uh, I think I land more with Danny on this one. I Yes! I, yes! <laughs> I, think, I think there were some scenes in there that were a lot of fun. Like we said, the dinner scene, great. The stuff in, in the beginning with Busey, really fun. But yeah, overall, it just feels like a badly made movie. Like with with weird choices, and obviously they didn't like whatever shoot enough coverage or something. I don't know. Anyways, it wasn't very interesting. I thought it was. I again, I come back to this. Like I don't really know what I liked about this movie. When I look back at it now, it's like, what exactly was it that was so much fucking fun about this? Like there are plenty. Like Street Fighter, a terrible movie. I think I can understand why I sat through that back then. But like this is like womp womp. Anyways, so wall to wall action and suspense. That's what you liked about it. Oh, boy, <laughs> I will so say this. Those, I will say this one thing. Those, all of those actors were bringing hundred and twenty five percent. Oh which, yeah, totally. which I which I do appreciate. They like yeah. all took it to eleven, which is great. Taglines. I have three taglines. You guys ready? Let's hear them. Go ahead. Number one, rules for hunting. Bring a gun. Bring a knife. Don't forget the ice. Oh. Oh, right, right, right. Right? Because of ice ice tea. (laughs) Ice tea. Hey, listen, if you like that one, you're going to like this one even more. (laughs) When five rich hunters thought they could hunt the ultimate prey, they never counted on running into a hard case. A case of rock hard iced tea. (laughs) (laughs) all right so that was a little it seems like a little better than the last one uh uh, i'm not even gonna do the last one last one no do it it! it's opened with this one this is just (laughs) you can only go up from here you're You're at the fucking ground floor at this point (laughs) (laughs) all right last one check your barrel it's full of plenty stop mediocre action and the best Busey monologue of all time Anyways, so you can mm. cut those out if you want. <laughs> Probably should have done that. One. You should have done that last one. <laughs> no way! Damn you guys! Now I know why you don't usually do these taglines, bro. Oh, does it say anything? They just came to me so easily. They just it was the first time I felt really good about it. But, yeah, well. Listen, you all can't right, win spin them the all. wheel. Let's spin the wheel. All right, here we go. Oh, good spin. Yeah. Yeah. Felt good. Oh, wow. Ooh, this should be interesting. Natural Born Killers. Oh! Oh, shit. Finally, this one. Yeah. yeah I actually was just thinking about, like, man, I hope we land on that one soon. 
Wow. Okay. That's going to be a big one, guys. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right. Uh, well, everybody at home, uh, Natural Born Killers, next time. Go out, watch it, take them into notes, just like we will, and we'll all regroup back here and talk about it. Jesus, that's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, that's going to be a mouthful. As I recall, that film uh, is, uh, goes full Griffin the whole time. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Oh, all right, guys. Thanks for another great podcast. Thanks, everybody at home, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.